0: We are not at the stage where we are talking about empowerment because we already have champions at international level. We are at the stage where we need consistency. People that look into sports and decide whether it's going to be a profession or whether it's going to be a very positive add on to their life and people that can identify higher targets and just say, this is where I want to go. This is where I want my country to be. This is where I want other people to join. It's opportunities for leadership from the ground. So I think there is. Just it's a matter of time. I'm sure we'll see a lot of much more achievements coming very soon. There is already a lot on the ground that makes me very optimistic.
1: This is the medal set. Hi. Hi, this is Dawn, an ultra cyclist and sports PR specialist. And I'm Afshan,
2: an endurance athlete and journalist.
1: And we're on a quest to bring you stories of tenacity,
2: courage, and metal From athletes in the Middle East and beyond.
1: Hello, Dawn here. I hope everyone is doing well. Today we have a special bonus episode that's a little different to our usual athlete interviews as we touch upon the business of sport and sport leadership here in the United Arab Emirates. Who you heard in the intro was the very inspirational Dr. omniat Al-Hajir. Vice Chairwoman of the Fatima Bint Mubarak Ladies Sports Academy, or FBMA as it's known. She was speaking live from the stage about opportunities for sport in the UAE at the recent Leaders in Sport Business Summit in Abu Dhabi. To backtrack a little and provide some context, some of you may know my professional background lies in sports, public relations, and communications. I've been super fortunate to work on events and brands that include two Formula One Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, WWE, and let me put it on record that wrestlers are some of the nicest, most professional athletes that I have ever worked with. I've worked on action sports brand X Dubai, Nike, the Ladies European Tour, and Deep Dive Dubai, just to name a few. Working in sport is what led me to co-found the metal set as I saw a real opportunity to go beyond what the mainstream sports media typically cover. Working with these brands and organizations, I also PR'd myself into trying many sports as I internalized all of the messages I was helping to share. Turns out that when you surround yourself with positive messages about sport and take tips from pro athletes themselves you just may be inspired to just do it or defy your limits which is exactly what I did when I took up ultra cycling in 2019 if you've been following along my race report from my last ultra the race around Rwanda is coming I promise. Just a couple of weeks after I got back from Rwanda, however, I had the opportunity to go to the Leaders in Sport Business Summit in Abu Dhabi, and I thought I would share some observations and snippets from just one of the many thought-provoking panels that took place. If you're unfamiliar with Leaders in Sports, among other things, they bring influential individuals within the sports industry together in a series of global events. The events are really a platform to foster discussion and debate about the state of the industry, explore trends, and discuss ways to drive the industry forward. The theme for this event, which took place where I actually started working in sports, Yas Marina Circuit, was Mission 2030, Navigating the Future of Sport. At the conference, I saw a lot of familiar faces, past clients, media I've worked with, partners, stakeholders, which was really, really nice. I connected with new contacts, joined UAE Team ADQ for a live TV interview about women in sports, and I learned a lot, and of course, it was a lot of fun. Overall, it was probably one of the best conferences I have attended. Really interesting panels, really well organized, great people there, and women's sports was high on the agenda, as it should be, so kudos to the leaders in sports team. That said, however, the audience was predominantly men, which was expected and something that I hope becomes more balanced as more women are provided pathways and encouraged to not only participate in sport, but also work in sport as well. It's something that we at The Metal Set are hoping to help foster, and we'll be looking at featuring more women working in sports in future episodes as well. So back to the conference, my absolute favorite panels were the ones that featured athletes because without them, there really is no sports industry. Panels that included athletes covered many topics, including mental health, athlete welfare, Athlete management, life after professional sport, safety in sport, and also athletes and the creator economy. They are the original influencers, after all. One of my favorite panels was with professional cyclist and pro rider for UAE Team ADQ, Safia Al Sayah the first Emirati woman to race in the Women's World Tour. On the stage with her, as you heard in the intro, was the very inspirational Dr. Omniat Al-Hajiri, Vice Chairwoman of the Fatima Bint Mubarak Ladies Sports Academy, on a panel moderated by Laura McQueen, Managing Director of Leaders in Sport. Now, to say Safiya is a role model and trailblazer is an understatement, and we are super excited to say that she will be joining us in an upcoming episode, so please stay tuned for that. With that in mind, I wanted to share some insights from the very uplifting panel and Dr Omniat in particular as a sports leader as she discusses the role of the FBMA in sport development for women in the UAE and what it means for athletes like Safia. The panel chats about leadership, pathways into sports, how the UAE is fostering talent and how organizations like the FBMA are encouraging more diversity in the wider sporting ecosystem. Dr. Amnia also discusses the many opportunities that exist here in the UAE for sport, something that as a longtime resident, I can absolutely attest to. Please check out the show notes for links to Leaders in Sport and the FBMA, along with other resources. I also want to thank and credit the team at Leaders in Sport who were kind enough to provide us with this recording so we can share this episode with you today. Without further ado, we start with Dr. Omnia responding to a question from Laura McLean about the intention behind the FBMA. I hope you enjoy.
0: The Academy for us is an amazing dream. Um, And let me tell you the story. I think when we came to existence, it wasn't that there was no female sports. There was a lot of female sports opportunities, and there were a lot of teams that are already practicing and people that are achieving highly. For us, the academy was a slightly different legacy. Her Highness Sheikh Fatma bint Mbarak, may Allah uh, prolong in her life and give her health, have always wanted the UAE females to be the first, wherever they go. And that started years ago, more than 50 years ago when our country was born. We had also the motivational and ambitious leadership of Her Highness Sheikh Fatma bint Hazza, And the direction that we got was get sports to be part of a lifestyle where our whole community can enjoy sports, find opportunities, pick the elites, move them and give them all the possibilities to compete national, local, international level, but make sure that it is something enjoyable, that people have the passion for it and can basically change the whole world around them. It's people like Sophia that gives the real flavor. And when you just hear her, this is exactly what we are watching for and wanting to have. It started like a nice family bonding experience that actually have evolved with all the support that is around into a success model where our girls are competing at international level and succeeding to win. And this is what we really want. We want it to be there, highly inclusive for everybody. And we wanted to include all our girls and ladies, all ages, all sizes. We want them to feel part of the group. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's another element that we are about. So how do you
3: specifically go about that? You know, what, what kind of programs are in phase or what kind of structure
0: is being put into place to make that more achievable? I think what made us slightly different was that we've chose to go um, through multiple strategic pillars. So we do have the athlete sports um, and teams that we are looking after and giving them the opportunities, but we also have the activities that are related to social and community activities. All of that is strongly supported by a research arm that is responsible for measuring our outcomes, looking into what we are doing, and actually giving us feedback on how can those studies give us practical tools that we can actually utilize to encourage the uptake of sports and make it part of the life. Um, We also work on training. We don't only train in sports, we train in sports leadership. Uh, We train in sports media, we train in sports photography. Um, So anything that makes the community comes together is something that we are really interested in. Um, And I think another thing that we are looking at is improving even academic opportunities. Um, So we've always had issues with um, physical sports activities within schools. And we really wanted to ensure that people have the right academic background. They've been trained for it. They love it. They want to be part of it. And we had a collaboration with UAE university to graduate a patch of bachelor degree graduates that are trained for our needs. And I think putting all of this together, all the small pieces makes the bigger puzzle looks more beautiful and bright and promising for all our young athletes. Uh, But I also would love to see our uh, senior citizens enjoying some physical activities. We talk a lot about longevity and and healthy aging, and we talk a lot about uh, children's health and the progress into mature adults that are leaders by nature. And I think sports is an amazing tool. You touched on leadership there. So Sophia, what has sort of role models and leadership provided you
3: in terms of seeing that pathway to professional athlete status? So back in the
4: day when I started off with cycling, there was not really anybody to look up to in Mm. um, like my country. And I believe that with UA Team ADQ, uh, we're trying to create that um, heroines in sport. you know, we want, uh, we're trying to have a team that people can look up to and aspire to become. And I think uh, so far it's been so successful and I only think that it's paving way for many more. When you think
3: about yourself as a role model, now that you are in a position to be a role model to young girls in the region, what kind of behaviours and attributes are you trying to demonstrate to inspire the next generation?
4: So I've never done the sport to be a role model, but when people say that they are inspired by me doing my sport, uh, it's always a pleasure to hear, um, as I'm only doing it to... Like I started off doing it for myself and to be healthy and to perform in sports as I've loved sports. But as I see people getting inspired from me, I try to represent whatever I do in my country, my sport, my team, uh, in the best way possible. As I get to see uh, that people are taking inspiration from me, I like to motivate more people, try and make more connections around me to be able to inspire. Good for you.
3: Um, and Dr. something that you shared with me earlier, really sort of beautiful view of what you think
0: leadership is. Could you share that with the great? I'm sorry, it's philosophy of the (laughs) speech. So we just happened to talk about leadership. And I was basically saying that leaders doesn't need positions or titles. You don't pick somebody and tell him be the leader. It's basically a person who is there wherever he is within the team, whether he's leading from the side, behind, front when needed. He's there to glue people together, bring them together and bring the best out of them a motivator that can solve problems and give people something to look forward to. And that is not something that other people give you. It's something you actually create within the atmosphere where you are. That's why I think people like Sophia are already leaders because being there, you're not meaning to, to lead anything, but you are there to be the difference. You are there to make the difference. And it gives an opportunity for people to come together. Teams are as strong as their weakest links. You cannot be a strong person without a strong team. And leadership is all about bringing the best in all the people around you. So it's pure philosophy, but I think it really works very nicely uh, because it allows all of us, wherever we are, whatever we are doing, to do what we need to do to have a better future for the collective. And it doesn't have to be me you or however it has to be the strongest player for that part of the game at that time of life and that changes continuously sorry for bothering you with all the philosophy around us
3: no i i loved it i thought really beautiful when you said that so fbma um, is doing some fantastic work when you look at women's sport across the region could you tell us a, a bit about some of the initiatives that are happening and how
0: they're striving towards the goals that fbma have there is a lot that i can mention but there are a few things that are very dear to my heart and i think it's worth mentioning so for example the show jumping okay. um uh, championship that happens for more than 10 years now and it progressively grows and it sort of serve um, our mandate very nicely because it started small grew big continued for more than 10 years last time we've had more than 240 uh, riders competing from more than 30 countries and i think it brings it all together we have the young age groups competing on their own categories we have the elites and the highly trained athletes in their own categories and it gives our girls the chance to mingle and network with the best in the world Um, and i think that sort of summarizes the philosophy and the legacy of the academy We start young, we grow through, we ensure everybody is connected, and we basically bring the best from everywhere and give our girls the opportunity to be the best. Mm -hmm. You are the collective sum of people that are surrounding you. So the more networking, the more exposure with people that you want to be alike, you will be. And I think the other thing that I'm really proud of also is the Her Highness Fatma Benton Barak Award for Ladies' Sports. Oh, yeah. Tell tell the audience what that is. That's an award that actually... uh, award the best in several categories, and it's not only for um, the best uh, athlete, but it's also for uh, categories that are best in media related to sports, for example, or um, institutions related to sports or research related to sport. Um, But I think what's really important is the idea behind it. Um, Because every time we talk about awards, people are just so keen who won, and that's not what we are looking for. What we are really looking for is to build the base that are there to benchmark themselves against the criteria and grow. So I keep encouraging all the young athletes. Everybody asks, shall I join? What if I fail? And it's okay. Like it's, it's not a, a life or death contest. Um, it's not that you want to be the best only. It's actually your way of improving, progressing, and getting better with time in a way that is neutral Evaluated by other colleagues. So it's the concept of building the best, but having it systematically done in a way that people can benchmark where they have been, where did they grow to, and what is their next level. Everybody that contributes is actually already a winner.
3: And Sophia, you, you, you said to me what that means to you as an athlete in the region, and thinking about entering again this year. What, what does it mean to have
4: something like that available? Uh, definitely creates more competition to get better results. Uh, like she said, it's also a great bonding to, to see all the athletes and to see uh, what achievements Arab women have uh, reached to. Uh, I was able to uh, attend the, the ceremony of the awarding after being shortlisted and it, I was amazed about all the achievements that Arab women have uh, reached to, whether it's uh, on an Olympic level or international level. So it definitely creates also more exposure and awareness for all the achievements that haven't got enough um, exposure out there as for Arab women.
2: This episode is supported by Deep Dive Dubai. We know that our listeners love awesome adventures. And take it from us, it doesn't get more awe-inspiring than the world's deepest
1: pool. Measuring a record-breaking 60 meters, Deep Dive Dubai gives both scuba and free divers the ability to discover an underwater world complete with the latest in dive technology and an abandoned, sunken city.
2: For those new to diving, like me, it's the ideal place to get started. And for those experienced to expert divers out there, it's the perfect place to hone your skills with exceptional facilities, expert staff, and state-of-the-art technology.
1: Since it opened in 2021, it has mesmerized visitors and continues to deliver extraordinary experiences seven days a week. For more information and to book your experience, visit deepdivedubai.com.
3: And Dr. Sonia, what's on the horizon
0: for women's sport in the region? I think there is a lot. I think it's very positive. I think we don't have a seal. And I think we are lucky to be in UAE where we have everything ready. I think the government and the governmental institutions have opened all the doors, created opportunities. And I think it's now on us, on the ladies, the younger generations, everybody around to grasp those opportunities. Do not wait. Create your own way. Look at what you want and what suits you and where you want to be and raise the bar and elevate the game. Support will come with it. Let's not wait for the other way around. The other way around is happening, but I think it's the combination between the right person with the right passion and the right sport that really creates the difference. When you drive people into a certain pathway, maybe that's not where they find themselves. But if somebody picks an opportunity and you help them open the door for them, they can always be stars because that's what they really want to achieve. Mm. Um, And I think, For us, everything is on the ground. We are not at the stage where we are talking about empowerment because we already have champions at international level. We are at the stage where we need consistency. People that look into sports and decide whether it's going to be a profession or whether it's going to be a very positive add-on to their life. Um, And people that can identify higher targets and just say, this is where I want to go. This is where I want my country to be. This is where I want other people to join. It's opportunities for leadership from the ground. Um, so I think there is just, it's a matter of time. I'm sure we'll see a lot of much more achievements, uh, coming very soon. There is already a lot on the ground that makes me very optimistic. That's good to hear. I've got one question, um, which is, could you tell a
3: little bit more around the pathways for development? So specifically what that pathway for development, maybe Dr. Omni, come to you, but programs that are in region
0: to help with that pathway from sort of grassroots to elite? Um, I'll try and summarize it. Uh, Literally what we have within the academy is something that other sports entities are also providing. So there are multiple jurisdictions uh, within UAE that are looking after sports, whether it's the Wadabi Sports Council, the Dubai Sports Council, uh, the clubs themselves, Uh, ourselves as an academy and uh, many other committees, like the Women's Sports National Committee. All of us target the same thing. And I think having this multitude opens multiple opportunities and we all follow a very interesting pathway. I'm going to comment on what we do in the academy because this is what I know best. So we always start with grassroots. Um, We always hunt talent and try to give them the opportunities to grow within any sports that we are already sponsoring. We even had a certain period of time, specific courses that are targeted to kids. So their mothers and their families can come, the kids can be trained, have a flavor of different sports and pick what they enjoy more. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then we also have the professional track where Mm -hmm. uh, we build teams, we train people, we give them sponsorship opportunities. Um, We create opportunities in collaboration with our partners and supporters um, for the girls to compete locally and internationally. Uh, And I think all of that is a systematic approach that allows people to gradually grow where they
2: need to be.
1: Thank you so much for listening today.
2: We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, we ask that you please share it with family, teammates, friends,
1: and even frenemies, or share via social media. Please also leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. Five stars only.
2: And visit us on themetalset.com for more stories and resources.
1: Thanks again for listening.
2: Your support means the world to us. This is The Metal Set.